Today on the big show, we talk about one of the big rock stars in Paul Bunyan country, another pillar of Paul Bunyan country, and that is Lake of the Woods, way up on the border. One of the people we talk to every year about this time is Phil Talmage. He's the area fisheries supervisor out of the Bidette office. We talk Lake of the Woods, one of the, oh, I don't know, Phil, one of the truly great fisheries maybe in North America? Yeah, and one of the most popular ones in Minnesota, too, so... uh it's a, a huge destination, both summer and winter, um, and one of the one of the one, one of the favorite fisheries in Minnesota. No doubt about it. Um, sitting up there in the chimney, as we like to call it, and of course, it spills over. Uh, large portions of it are in Ontario, some portions in Manitoba. So it's a, it's an international lake as well. How many total acres on Lake of the Woods? Well, Lake of the Woods is about a million acres, with about a third of those acres being in Minnesota. We have, uh, in Minnesota, we have Big Traverse Bay, which is one of the bigger, uh, uh, shallower bays in the lake and very productive, uh, hence why we have such good walleye and sauger fishing uh, throughout the year. So uh, about 300,000-plus acres in Minnesota alone of that lake. Correct, yep. That's a lot of water to take care of. It sure is, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a fun job and uh, a very interesting fishery. One of the things we'll, we'll talk about when it comes to that diverse fishery is, is one that has really uh, come into its own the last several years. It has become really a huge destination for people going after sturgeon. Yeah, sturgeon uh, on Lake of the Woods and the Rainy River is a really popular uh, fishing, fishing activity that people enjoy up here. So there's a, we find more and more effort being put and directed towards sturgeon. And, you know, a lot of it's catch and release fishing, you know, so it's a lot of the people out there just trying to catch into that big one and, uh, you know, get the boat out, out and running before the fishing opener and, uh, uh, enjoy time with friends and family. In fact, if, if the lake were clear, would it, would this be sturgeon season right now? You know, it's kind of hard to say if uh, you know how it would all play out if uh, we didn't have as turbid a water as as we do. Um, you know, but it's I guess I guess it's hard to speculate. But we one of the things about Lake of the Woods is you know having the the very good river habitat we have for sturgeon to spawn and also for their nursery habitat, and then having a large productive basin for the you know, for the lake sturgeon to, you know, live throughout most of their life is uh, uh, kind of sets up the perfect habitat scenario for the species. And when, when does uh, the season actually run? Well, the, st- the, the sturgeon season, um, it's kind of broken up into a few different times of the year. First of all, catch and release fishing. People can fish from, um, well, January 1st all the way through May 15th. Okay. Um, and then it closes down for about a month and a half and opens up again July 1st and runs through the end of the year. That's the catch and release part. So with the exception of those 45 days, anglers can catch and, catch and release fish for sturgeon, uh, and, and they do not need the, the sturgeon tag. We do have two separate harvest seasons, um, which if you're going to harvest a fish, a sturgeon, you, you actually need the lake sturgeon tag, which costs 5 bucks. Um, and that season runs, there, there's a spring season for harvesting sturgeon that runs April 24th through May 7th. Um, and then it opens up again July 1st and runs through September 30th. So there's a, kind of a short spring season and then a longer summer season 
that we have out there. And like I say, people do just need a regular fishing license to fish for them. But if they are going to harvest a sturgeon, they need that $5 tag. And they and I should also mention that party fishing is, is not allowed for, for lake sturgeon. So if you're going to plan on harvesting a sturgeon, um, anyone that would possibly be interested in, in your party would need to actually have that sturgeon, have a sturgeon tag of their own. And typically what we see is the with the with the sturgeon harvest you know we're, we're, we look we're been selling around four thousand sturgeon tags a year and I think a lot of some people might be just kind of buying that tag to see if they can harvest the the state record in general we get about half the, a little over half the harvest in the that two week long spring season and then the rest of the harvest coming in the summer but that can vary from year to year based on the conditions. Um, one other thing I'd like to mention about the sturgeon fishery is I, I mentioned the state record sturgeon. Um, you know, people can't harvest the real big fish until they're over 75 inches. One of the things we did a couple of years back was we set it up so that we have a catch and release state record that acknowledges people who catch and release uh, a state record uh, sturgeon. So anyone that's interested in in that or um, potentially interested in that should take a look at the DNR website to find out the details of uh, how to register and the criteria for submitting a state record catch-and-release fish. Okay. Now, do people actually eat sturgeon? They do. Uh, sturgeon are are enjoyed by many, and uh, I've heard it sounds like everyone I talk to has their own little unique recipe on how they like to like to eat them, so whether it's barbecuing them or smoking them. Um, I've had them many different ways, and, and they, they've all been good. Uh, you know, the, the, the key thing about it is, is just taking good care of the sturgeon after you catch them. Are sturgeon uh, a fish that can be caught, catch, uh, caught during, like, a situation when you're on the ice, or is it better in a, in a soft water scenario? Well, we do get people catching some, actually, some really big sturgeon uh, through the ice. Um, however, that time of the year for um, is is actually well, that that time of the year for the most part is uh, just catch and release right. only during the ice fishing season. Um, but uh, you know, most of our anglers up here are, are targeting them in open water during the you know the summer and spring and fall. So, except this year. <laughs> Except for this year, and the, and there are a few dedicated uh, river rats out there that like to get out there on the rainy river and do target sturgeon actually through the ice in the winter time. And actually, a few of them that I know well have uh, some pretty good success doing it. Okay. Well, again, that is a, that is a, a hugely popular fishery now, and uh, definitely Lake of the Woods is really one of the destinations for for sturgeon. Yeah, it's really um, you know we have. You know opportunities around the whole state, but this is as far as um, you know how robust and how strong the population is. I, I think it's safe to say that there's it, it's the crown jewel of our sturgeon fisheries in this state. An in-depth look at one of North America's largest and most productive lakes, Lake of the Woods. It continues next. You're listening to Fish and Ball Bunyan Country, where all the cool kids hang out. And Kev Jackson, too. This is Fish and Ball Bunyan Country. Take good notes so you sound smart. 
Looking in depth at one of the pillars of Paul Bunyan Country, Lake of the Woods, Phil Talmaz, the area manager out of the Bidette office, my guest. We've talked a lot about sturgeon, and it is, of course, a sturgeon haven, but it's also a walleye haven. Yep, yep. As the, as the namesake of town, uh, you know, and Willie Walleye, right uh, as you drive through Bidette, uh shows you know walleye capital of the world uh one of the many proclaimed walleye capitals <laughs> i guess you might say but yeah and and and, and, and frankly walleye is what we're, what lake of the woods is known for and, and why people come here so it is our our primary management species and and the one that most anglers are after when they're up here and uh, in the, you know we've talked several years now and every year you tell me very healthy population Yep, and I'll tell you it again. Very <laughs> healthy population, uh, and, and from my uh, from my job standpoint, I, I enjoy being able to say that. But yeah, we do. We have a, we have good numbers of fish out there. A lot of good size, uh, different size classes. Um, action. I think like this summer here, anglers should look forward to having a lot of fish in that in, in that fifth that uh, 15, 16-inch length range. So there should be some good ones out there for for people to eat. And as people well know, we have a lot of big fish out there for, you know, catching those big ones or those trophy fish. Okay. Um, And I know, at least on the Canadian side, over on on the Ontario side, there's plenty of bass. Uh, What about on the U.S. uh, portion? There are some bass fishing opportunities on Lake of the Woods. Um, you know, up towards the northwest angle, there's there's anglers that actually target bass up at the northwest angle. The other popular uh, spot for fishing uh, bass is obviously the Rainy River has some great bass fishing opportunities mm-hmm. and some real nice fish out there as well. And Phil, this is one of those lakes that have virtually everything, so you've got plenty of perch and northerns there too. You know, we have a, a lot of fish in the in the mid to upper 30s and also over 40 inches. Um, uh, we have a real high percentage of fish out there that are over 40 inches long, and um, you know it's it's a very unique and it's a special fishery. And you know we do get people up here targeting uh, those big pike and uh, uh, and enjoying that experience. As far as the perch go, uh, you know we're not really we're not one of those lakes that's known for uh, you know going and uh, targeting perch um, and, and having you know catching big numbers of them day in day out. Um, but what we do find is that when anglers do get into the perch, uh, you can get some real, some real big perch. We got some of those footballs out there that are a lot of fun and kind of an, uh, kind of eye openers for folks. Wow! Hey, d- going back to the northerns for a second, uh, you know, uh, you sound like your lake is already that trophy fishery that a lot of lakes are trying to become with the new northern regulations. Yeah, well, the new northern regulations, it kind of, it, it's, it kind of, you know, the intent of those new regulations are kind of really vary by, you know, throughout the different parts of the state. The regulation actually didn't change, uh, for Lake of the Woods itself. Uh, Lake of the Woods has a special regulation, uh, northern pike regulation on it already. We protect all, all pike from, uh, 30 to 40 inches. Uh, so, and we found that we've seen a, you know, every year since we did that, which is 22 years ago, um, every time we've surveyed the pike, we've found increasingly greater numbers of fish, uh, uh, obviously over 30, but also, uh, increasing numbers of fish over 40 inches. The statewide pike regulation was trying to kind of make more of those, a lot of, um, you know, up in, up in the north, uh, 
north central uh, zone was trying to make more of those medium sized pike so the idea being that you know anglers were were seeking those pike in the in the upper 20 length uh, range and uh, you know th- those regulations given time should have that effect and pe- anglers should start seeing that um, any concerns on lake of the woods these days like like many lakes you know we have concerns with the aquatic invasive species you know we already have uh you know rainbow smelt uh rusty crayfish um and, and spidey spiny water fleas in lake of the woods so we already have a few few of them out there that uh um, have the potential to impact the ecosystem we haven't really seen them have a big effect on the sport fishery itself yet um but we also have other aquatic invaders in the um in the watershed, we have uh, zebra mussels are in the big, in, in the headwaters of the Big Fork River system. So, um, you know, there's a vector there for them to make their way down here, and you know they can have a large, they can have a big effect on uh, on productivity of the lake and water clarity and things like that. So, you know, kind of keeping an eye out for that change that can happen for with with some of those invasive species is kind of one of the one of the concerns that we have. You must uh, work, I'm, I'm guessing that you work in conjunction then with uh, Ontario and Manitoba when it comes to managing Lake of the Woods? Yes, uh, we work actually most closely with uh, Ontario. Uh, Manitoba has a relatively small chunk of Lake of the Woods, so the primary, our primary management uh, uh, cooperators on uh, uh, Lake of the Woods are is the Ontario Ministry of Natural Resources and those biologists. Uh, we you know meet with them. Uh, we, we try to meet with them every other year and share our information and talk about uh, uh, concerns and ideas. And uh, uh, matter of fact, we just recently did meet with those folks, and uh, um, every, everything's going seems to be going pretty well on that front as well. That's always good to know. I mean, obviously, uh, it has to be a unified front, and you have to have uh, shared goals because you share so much water and so much, so many of the fish. I'm sure they go back and forth. Yep, exactly. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, um, it, it's trying to keep things in a in a real, you know, realistic and uh, and fair and just way. And I, you know, I think we've. We've uh, the biologists on both sides have been able to do a real good job uh, keep keeping things uh, in line and uh, keeping things friendly between the two countries, if you will. You can go up and fish Lake of the Woods and stay in Minnesota waters, no problem. But some people do like to to fish both sides, so I'm assuming there's a process you have to go through to get the proper Ontario license too. Yep, yep. Anglers that are going to fish. Uh, in the Ontario waters of uh, Lake of the Woods or the Rainy River, would need a um, Ontario fishing license. Those are available at vendors over there, or uh, or you can go onto their website. Um, just and, and then there are a few others. You know that when they, if anglers do venture into the Canadian waters, they should make sure that they're um, following Ontario boating regulations, and also they need to make sure that they've they're they're crossing the border properly or they have any documentation they would need um, for going back and forth across the border. And, and one big, uh, bigger thing is, is also that, uh, you know, they need to make sure that any bait that they're using or uh, whatever they're using on the end of their lines is, is legal to be transported across the border. Okay. One thing we've, we've talked about in the past I think is a great story is, um, you know, there was a time when Lake of the Woods wasn't in as nearly as good a shape as it is now, and it took some work to get it back to where it is. 
yeah, you know, Lake of the Woods was, uh, you know, for for the the for a good part of the late 1800s and the throughout uh, probably the first two thirds of the uh, 1900s, commercial fishing was really driving the ticket on Lake of the Woods. You know, it wasn't until around the 1940s and 50s where sport fishing kind of started to pick up a little bit. Um, you know, we started to have, there was conflict arose between the two different parts of the fishery, you know, both of them wanting, uh, w- wanting their stake and, uh, seeing the interference being played by the others. Um, eventually sport fishing, uh, uh kind of won out. Um, we, the, we, the state of Minnesota purchased out the last, uh, commercial fishing license in 1985, uh, Ontario followed a few years later, I think in 1990. So, um, you know, up all, so all the way up through the late eight, uh, 1900s, we had a, a fairly, you know, a fairly good amount of uh, commercial pressure out there on the lake, and that really does have an impact on the size structure and the kind of the, how the lake per, produces its fish. So since then, we've seen, you know, the fishery change, one that's obviously more favorable to what anglers would like to see, you know, where we have, where we have more larger individuals and, uh, um, you know, a variety of size classes of fish out there. And, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say that the, the, the lake has uh, kind of recovered from those years of, uh, you know, the heavy commercial fishing plus the heavy uh, sport fishing back throughout that period of time. Okay. Well, it's certainly not uh, the first time that we've had uh, ice, you know, up to the opener uh, in, in, the, in various lakes in Minnesota, and it won't be the last, but what does this mean for the spawn, and what does this mean for what anglers maybe should do to, to least affect the spawn? Yeah, well, no doubt that, uh, you know, if we're, we're still looking at uh, ice out there on the, on the lake for the fishing opener, it's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely change things up. You know the Rainy River is 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 going to be open and available to anglers, and that is an option. What we do see, you know, the the fish start moving, and that movement is largely um, kicked off by by the photo period or the, the 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 length of day and amount of sun that the fish are seeing. Um, but the spawning activity itself is a little bit more temperature sensitive. So, on typical years, we see um, we see the spawning of walleyes in the rainy river for example start around uh may tw- or excuse me uh april 21st this year here i'm anticipating that uh you know that that's going to be much later okay um any any other words of wisdom about lake of the woods you know we just we came off a real good ice fishing season you know and uh, uh the you know the bite's been good fish are starting to move around right now and you know i anticipate that there will be a lot of opportunities for anglers out there, um, you know, early season and, and throughout the whole season. Okay. Phil Talmadge is the uh, area supervisor out of the Bennett office, talking Lake of the Woods, one of the truly great fisheries in North America, certainly in Minnesota. Phil, we always like talking to you. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Kevin. Fishing for Bunyan Country. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, Roger that. 
Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents, 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 at 23.